This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, it'll be one of the biggest stories until it isn't, and that is a new stadium for your Cleveland Browns, or at least a revised stadium from where they currently sit. And we we, uh, talked about it at length last week with this option to buy, what, uh, 176 acres out in Brook Park by the airport um, and to see what's going to happen with that uh, has made things extremely interesting. And, you know, we heard from both sides last week about, you know, where this thing might be going, where it is. But the one thing that is becoming perfectly clear is they need to get moving on talks uh, if they're going to stay downtown or if they're going to move and if they're looking at a dome or if they're looking at open air and there's a lot of things going on there. So um, when it comes time to talk to an expert, we know uh, David Sampson is an expert, especially from his time in Miami when he was dealing with the Marlins and they were trying to figure that out. You might know David from nothing personal with David Sampson. CBS Sports does a fantastic job. And right now he is on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. David, thank you so much for joining us again. How are you? Hi, David. Hey, guys. How you doing today? We are doing good. We're a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover here, but right before the Super Bowl in Cleveland, there was a lot of talk, and I'm not sure if you're 100% up to speed on it or not, but um, the Haslam Group uh, has the right to purchase about 170-plus acres near the Cleveland uh, Hopkins Airport, and that would just take them seriously like they could throw a rock into the city of Cleveland proper uh, for where Burke Park is for that, but now we're talking about another stadium issue here in Cleveland um, just your thoughts anytime someone says to you, hey, new stadium, city, oh, man, I went through this in Miami. What went through, what goes through, what goes through your mind? So I actually just touched on this on uh, today's Nothing Personal, and I talked about Cleveland because not just Cleveland, but there's so many cities and areas trying to get new stadiums, whether it's Chicago with the Bears or the White Sox and now Cleveland – what fascinated me about what Haslam is doing, because it's, it's really the new way of getting deals done. You buy a bunch of property the way the Bears did in Arlington. You look to develop it with hotels and commercial and retail because that money does not count as local football revenue or local baseball revenue. And all of these, these deals become real estate plays. And so what you do is you pit one area against another. And in my day, I would pit a city against Miami, Vegas, Portland, San Antonio, Nashville, whatever it may be. And now you're actually pitching counties against each other in the same area, like what's happening with Chicago. 
And the reason why you have to do that is there's so many different ways to get financing, both from the state and then locally, that I understand why it's happening in Cleveland. But by no means would I say from the release that, that we saw the other day, it is not a done deal. There's no real financing plan in place. And a lot of owners like to make premature announcements. We saw it with Sternberg and Tampa announcing a deal done. Even John Fisher in Oakland in Vegas saying it's done in Vegas. And it turns out that deals aren't fully done at all. So uh, I think there's a long way for you guys to go in Cleveland. Yeah, I do think the, the Cleveland story is a little bit interesting, too, because I don't know that the Browns were ready to roll with that either. There was a blog that started it. The Browns have, have said nothing Prior to last week, they had said nothing other than we are 100% committed to staying with the downtown uh, rebuilding of the stadium because the stadium, the, the lease is, is coming up here pretty soon. So they've got to figure it out. So I, I don't know, like when you say this, some of this does seem like posturing. Um, be, I, I don't know, just and to maybe gauge public opinion a little bit. Yeah, trial balloons are a pretty popular thing to do just to start getting, start leaking a little bit of information out there. And keep in mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think the Haslam's are also looking for money to renovate where the Browns play now. Yes. And then on top of that, look to get money for a new stadium down the line. So when you're looking for two sets of public-private financing, you really have to tread carefully because it's quite a minefield. Not sure if that's what they're looking for, David, or if they're trying to to just position themselves to build a new one. Is there any way you would sink big money into an existing stadium that's 20-some-odd years old and was not state-of-the-art the minute it was built? No, unless it, unless it were one of those stadiums like Fenway or Wrigley or, or even Chavez Ravine, somewhere or Lambeau Field as an example. I don't have the feeling, and again, I'm in New York, so you'll correct me if, if there's something about where the Browns play that makes it just historic and people have an emotional attachment to it that goes generation to generation. My the, view the is only thing, 20 David, years. The only thing is it sits next to the lake. That's the only attachment. The building itself has no attachment. And so that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice when, when good location and good views and things like that. But at the end, what the owner's looking for above all are different revenue streams or increased revenue streams, the ability to charge more per ticket and get more people there paying more. So I'm not sure that there is any sort of attraction. I mean, if you look at the demographics for football versus baseball, it's just totally different. You can pretty much put a football stadium anywhere, and people will come eight to ten times a year plus playoffs. Location for a baseball ballpark is obviously much more important because there's so many more games. You know, we we look at this, the football situation here in Cleveland, and – I mean, I'm kind of wondering, when you're in Miami, like, I, I just remember, oh, I don't know, we're covering the Indians in Miami, and those were like the worst rainstorms in the history of rainstorms when we have a rain delay down there, uh, when they first started interleague. And I'm like, man, this place needs a roof. And then you look at Cleveland, and we look at what's going on with the Browns, where they really, I mean, they use the stadium probably less than 20 times a year. And when you were going through what you were going through in Miami, uh, just talk about the the stadium itself and how important it was to have, you know, retractable roof in Miami, knowing I just like I can't those downpours down there are so bad. They're they're worse than any snowstorm we could ever have here. Yeah, it was quite something. So we knew that we needed to have a roof because what baseball, as you know, is such a game of routine. 
And in, in Miami, when we played a pro player where the Dolphins still play, now it's called Hard Rock Stadium, the players could never get into routines because we'd cancel batting practice, so there'd be a 45-minute rain delay. And the, the government always used to tell us during negotiation, but David, you don't get a lot of rain out. That's true. In Miami, it rains hard, but then it can stop, and you eventually get a game in. We had very few actual rainouts, but it was really the, the routine for the players and the comfort for the fans. And it was as much for heat and climatization as it was for rain. But put those two together, and from minute one in Miami, we said you have to have a retractable roof. That's why I sort of laughed when I looked at the Vegas renderings and you can't fit a roof on nine acres the way they're claiming they're going to do on the strip at the site of the Tropicana. But Vegas is a perfect example. It's not that it rains, but the heat of the summer, there is no chance that you can build without climatization in Vegas. So you really do have to look at the weather. But I think for football, as long as you have indoor spaces for your highest paying people, like where, where suites have the ability to be indoors and there's a lot of club areas where the seats are outside, but you can go inside to either get warm, get food, just have some sort of cover. You know, I don't believe that, that you need that money for a roof uh, in Cleveland for a football stadium. And I think that those areas in cities that do take roofs for football stadiums are using them for way more than 20 events. So one of the things you're going to read in Cleveland for sure is that this new stadium that they want is not just for Browns football. They're going to want other events. They're going to want to make it a major stop for not just concert tours, but also for, for trade shows and for even bidding for, I mean, this sounds crazy, but bidding for final four March madness, bidding for super bowls, all sorts of things that you would want to use that stadium for if they decide to go the roof route. David Sampson joining us. Nothing personal with David Sampson, CBS Sports, former president of the Miami Marlins. David, when you built your stadium, it's a, it's a major undertaking. We all know that. If, uh, if the information I saw today is correct, and I saw it in a couple of places, there are only three stadiums in the NFL that were built with private funds. Uh, SoFi was, was one of the key ones, and Gillette Stadium in New England as well, and there was one other. Is there any way that this stadium, if there were to be something new built in Cleveland, is built with private funds. Is that feasible for an NFL owner these days, or is it clearly something that taxpayers are going to end up having to foot the bill for, at least a great big portion of it? Well, there's something in the middle. The answer, quick answer is no. I don't believe there will be a privately funded, fully privately funded deal in Cleveland. However, it doesn't always have to be the taxpayers. So in Miami, we use tourist tax money which was money, you know, when you check into a hotel and you see that, you know, 4.7% for this and an extra $20 for that. So there's all sorts of different ways to raise money from, from visitors and tourists, et cetera. And I think that when you look at the deal in Buffalo, they did use a ton of both state money and local money. And it's, it's hard to say there's tourist money, quote unquote, in Buffalo. But there's also a but-for situation that I do think exists in Cleveland, which is but for a new stadium in Cleveland, you've seen the, the football team disappear before. It's going to happen again. There's certain cities where that doesn't work as well because the, the view of the government is, ah, the team's never really going to leave here. And my view always was, no, no, it really could happen. It's happened before, and it, and it will happen again. So I, I don't think it will be privately built. I do think it will be 
both public money and money from the NFL. And when you say SoFi, I should point out, when you say private money, a lot of that money came from a program that the NFL has where the NFL lends money to the owner to help build the stadium. There's a huge capital availability under something called the G4, which just means a bunch of money available for teams to use to to build ballparks because it's just not feasible for one person, one family, one ownership group to build a building like that because the costs right now, when we built Marlins Park, we did it on time on budget for $515 million. It's hard to build anything for under a billion right now. And a new stadium in Cleveland, I'm going to tell you, is going to be probably closer to a billion and a half if not more, and I just – there is no private person who's going to do that. Yeah, it's funny because the numbers that, that seem to be floating around here is it's a billion to renovate what they have now, and you're looking at um, you know upwards of $2.5 billion if you want to have a retractable roof here in Cleveland. So that's – I mean, that's just kind of the, the numbers that have been floating around. But before we let you go, just your thoughts on baseball season coming up here. How excited are you? I mean, I'm pretty pumped. I, when we start hearing pitchers and catchers are reporting, it makes me realize this cold air is going to be gone pretty soon. So that's the greatest thing about the end of the Super Bowl is that it means baseball is coming. And then you see, you know, the Dodgers and Padres have already reported because they start the season in Korea on March 20th. And everybody else starts reporting tomorrow and on Thursday. And my favorite part about the beginning of spring training is no matter how much I think we're probably going to stink, you're still tied for first place. And you still have the hope that, that, that maybe this year you'll outperform expectations and could be last year's Arizona Diamondbacks. You just always think it's going to be you. And, of course, reality sets in somewhere around, if you're lucky, you know, September, but often July. And if you really are not going well, it can happen as early as May. But right now, uh, you know, the world's your oyster. And when you see pitchers, catchers, and then the full team report, you just look around and say, you know what? We're not so bad. And I'll tell you, in Cleveland, you guys have found ways to keep your winning windows open longer than most teams. And that's a sign of just a really good front office because every team goes through ups and downs and, and open and closed windows. But the key is to keep the open window open as long as possible. And the Guardians do that better than most. David, as always, you know, we love talking to you. Nothing personal with David Sampson. Uh, you can always catch him there, CBS Sports. Uh, and then make sure you ch- check him out on X right now, David P. Sampson too as well we always appreciate the wisdom that you bring to the broadcast for us here today thank you david david thank you hey have a great day thank you 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 too david sampson on the north Olmsted chrysler jeep dodge ram hotline huh what'd you think he had to say about the new stadium or the possibility of a new stadium and you've had a couple days to think about it now is it the way you felt the other day i thought it was interesting to go to different platforms to see how people felt about uh having the browns play somewhere other than on the lakefront and what i read was pretty interesting 216-474-0092. 216-474-0092. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Two one six four seven four double O ninety two. Two one six four seven four double O ninety two. That is the number to call in. Uh we just had a great conversation with David Sampson. Uh nothing personal with David Sampson. Always catch him on CBS Sports HQ is where he's at. But you know, you know him and love him for, as being the president of the Miami Marlins at the time that they were um trying to uh build a new stadium and that's what they did. They got a new stadium for the Marlins and um, he was able to pull that off. And, you know, the great thing about talking to him is he, I mean, he's totally a straight shooter on the stuff, and he'll tell you what it's like from the from the team side. Why are you laughing at me? That's not why I know him and love him. Why do you know him and love him? Because he joins us on our show, and he's really smart. Yeah, well, that's exactly You know, you know him and love him from his time in Miami. That's true. <laughs> it meant so much to our listeners here in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> you know, there's a restroom. <laughs> Down the hall. If you'd like to walk down there and go for a little swim, I don't think it would bother your partner on this show. 216-474-0092. It just cracked me up. That is the number to call. I do know him and love him. Yeah. Well, so he's, he's really good. I think us. he's really good on yeah, TV, too. I don't know if you yeah, had a chance to watch really him on good. CBS Sports HQ. Yep. Um, so I, I do think that one of the things that I, I noticed last week when we started talking about the possibility of the Browns building a new stadium out in uh, Brook Park was that the folks that we talked to throughout the day seemed very upbeat and excited about the possibility of, you know, not only giving life to an area that doesn't really have life right now on a Brook Park Road near the airport, and we know that there's all kinds of stuff going on by the airport as far as renovation and, you know, what's going on with the highway over there, and there's there's a lot of things going on there, and that you could add to that and perhaps build a stadium that had a roof on it, uh, which would be outstanding. I would prefer that it's retractable, but I do understand the constraints against that. Um, but then also... So you, the, you would rather have retractable or roof as opposed to open air? Yes. Okay. Yeah, retractable or roof as opposed to open air, knowing the situation. It has For me, I understand and, and the history we, we of the football. You can't build another open air stadium for football. You, you just can't do it. No, I, I just think it is a tremendous waste of opportunity when you don't put a roof on there to not have more than 20 dates. I mean, look, if taxpayer money does have to go into it, it just seems like a total waste if you can only get 20 games in there, 20 events from what we have now. Maybe a couple concerts, the regular football season, get a couple soccer games in there. I, I, I don't, you know, it's just, I, I just think we can do better. I think we can do better as a community to give ourselves the opportunity to raise more money to come to town. Like, you know, it might be a concert you don't care for, but yet you have the opportunity to help out the community by bringing more money into town 
because other people are going to want to go see that. And the easy access folks would have from downtown, uh, to, not from downtown, from just coming to Cleveland by landing at the airport, going to the stadium, and then if they want to take off, they can take off afterwards. Thank you for leaving your money. That's what I would say. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you. It was nice of you. Thanks. Thanks. You can just drop that bag of cash right over there. We'll try to get back into the community as fast as we can. That's, you know, now I know it's going into people's pockets, but I also understand that, you know, there's, there's, there's just this big circle here. And I just think if we have more events, I mean, we talk about Taylor Swift and a billion dollar weekend for any city, a billion dollar night in revenue. Wow. Do you, you agree with this or not? If you just want to have a football stadium, there's nothing really wrong with the one we have right now. You want to go watch a game? Go watch a game. You've got great seats. You've got yeah. great sight lines. I mean, it's it's sitting there on the lake. So if you think, no, it's tough to get in and out of, well, renovating it's not going to change that, is it? Unless you tear up the entire city and change all kinds of paths, and that's not going to happen. Or maybe build a bridge over the lake and bring it in. Or let's get that bridge out to Canada. Let's go. Do you agree with that, though? Yes. If this is as far like if that just football fine, stadium, yeah, it's a fine was, place to watch a football game. If that football stadium was across the street from the ballpark, on the other side of ninety, yeah, Caddy between, Corner, yeah, like towards the mill, mm-hmm. no problems at all, none. Easy access from all four directions. Yeah, I'm not saying easy on game day. I know things get crazy on game day, but. You would have access from all four directions. You know, here you have three, and they get really, really tight. You really only have two, and you only have one to get in to the stadium if you really need to drive to the stadium. Um, you only have one access point with two hours to go in the game. It is a nightmare. You've you've thrown out the figure. I've seen the figure elsewhere. You you threw it out to David. The thought is one billion dollars to renovate the stadium on the lakefront. Yeah, that's preposterous, man. Why would you spend a billion dollars to renovate the existing stadium that everybody thought was was out of date the day it was built? It just makes absolutely no sense to me. If if you go if you're going to build something else and you need to to do something to to spiff it up a little bit in the meantime, okay, spend a little bit of money. But if you just want to go watch a football game, Andy, that's a great place to watch a football game. You can go get all the food you want. You can go get a beer. You can do whatever you want to get. You can do it there. And, and you're only using it for 10 games a year. So why would we why would we sink a billion dollars into something that you're only going to use 20 times a year tops? Why that? I mean, if you're going to scream about taxpayer money, and I don't mean you, I mean anybody. If you're going to scream about taxpayer money to build a new stadium that might cost two and a half billion dollars, well, then you better scream about a billion dollars to renovate a place that's a perfectly fine place to watch a football game, and that we'd be talking about renovating in another fifteen years anyway. It makes no sense at all to me. None. So, as I was reading through at last week's events, and and the people that were on the radio with us. Seemed to be very much for it. I think we had one or two calls where people were like, oh, "No, we don't." Need-. I was lo- I was reading some of the social media stuff, yeah. uh, like on Instagram, and I was people were posting stories, and I mean, a lot of people were like, "What's wrong with the stadium we have now?" And just a lot of. Well, what is wrong with it? Um, 
Not we only use it 12 times a year. That's my biggest complaint. Which, it's which, sitting on a piece of prime real estate that we've sat well, here and talked about we, for we years. Think, we think it's prime real estate. Well, the years where we talk about lakefront development, and there it is, man. There's a giant plot of land right there that could be something different if we store the stadium down. And, and here's the thing, Andy. Sinking a billion dollars into it doesn't change the fact that you'd still be using it almost primarily for football and nothing else, does it? I mean, unless you put a roof on that thing, you're not going to use it a whole lot more than you're using it now. All right, you might have some wedding receptions or something in, in some other rooms they might be able to develop. Well, they can do that now. But yeah, they're, they're exactly. Just, yeah, I mean, but... Exactly, and that's, that's the point. Why sink a billion dollars into something that's not going to change the overall usage of it, but might exchange it might might change a game day experience slightly. Carl is in Solon. Hey, Carl. Hey, how you doing today? Good. What's up, man? Hey, listen, you guys are talking about a new stadium or revamping the old one, and where? Uh, my question is, where's the tax money from sports betting? Who gets that? We've talked Does about they, that before. I think that's true. They still. I, I must don't have know. missed it. Um, no, I mean, we've talked about it before, and I, we've talked about this with Daryl Ryder a lot. I still think that they haven't figured out where some of that money's going. Well, there you go. That money should go back into new stadiums, remodeling, rebuilding. You got Cincinnati, you got Cleveland, you got Ohio, Columbus. That's where Youngstown, that money should Toledo, go. I mean, there are all, all, right. Dayton, they want a piece. I'm sure they would want a piece. Of all that, too. I think what's super interesting is if you look at the Minnesota situation, they paid off that that, that mega stadium they have there by selling pull tabs, and they they paid the bills 20 years early. That, to me, is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, well, they should get that that plan and see if it'll work. And the other thing is, Jeff keeps on saying it's, what's wrong with the stadium? There's nothing wrong with the stadium, but here's the story, Jeff. If your tenant who is there performing, if it's them that's in the stadium and they're not happy with it, it doesn't matter what you like and what you think is sufficient. It matters what the Browns want. They're paying the bill. They're getting signing leases. So whatever you're saying is fine for you. You drive a van with 400,000 miles on it. So not what yet, the hell but do I'm you care? Carl. He's hoping for yeah, it. Well, there you go. Thank you, Carl. There you go, see? Thank you. Senior correspondent Ed is in Medina. Hi, Ed. Hi, senior correspondent Ed. This is one of the topics I always get involved in. First off, let me tell you, I just drove by Engel Road yesterday. Yep. And to to imagine a Taj Mahal out there, you're really going to be taking some other stuff. But anyway, that being said, the last lockout, you know, the Players Union and the NFL uh, decided on three pots of money. And one of the pots of money, because I think the revenue goes more to the players, one of the pots of money is local revenue, i.e. ticket sales, broadcasting rights, and all, goes to the benefit of the owner, or a little bit more to the owner, I should say. Well, what did the Cavs do? They, in, they enclosed, you know, Rocket Mortgage to have more space to make more revenue. I've been to MetLife Stadium. The concourses are twice as wide. And we got more twice as wide stuff. You can put more people out there that buy stuff that goes, to, you know, more to the owners. So it's, you know, the whole thing is a leverage play by Haslam. On the other hand, the revenue, like Jeff said, I mean, it's a great football field. You know, you're not going to get better 
sight lines and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's yeah, the field, the, the field itself, I've heard nightmares about, especially the middle of the field because of well, the way it heats. And I'm just saying this from right. guys that have played on the, the field. It's for whatever. That's you know for. what I'm saying? Though. Yeah, it's I a great place to watch yeah. a football yeah. game. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's only so much revenue that you can get at halftime because you can't move in the concourses. So if you double the concourses, like they did in Minnesota, I kind of been there too. You know, the wider area you have to sell stuff, the more money goes in. You know, and the owners share the revenue. Yeah, and but no one's one no one's no one's forcing you to spend money at these games, are they? Well, yeah. Somebody just said talking about ticket. having a hot dog and a beer, right? I mean, I, yeah. you know, I'm just I'm just saying the facility for generating revenue. Obviously, a dome and all this would help in a lot of ways. But, I mean, it's, you know, that's the drawback of the stadium because once you get out of the seats, you know, there's limited limited uh, area to, to, to sell things. And look, just look at Rocket Mortgage because they enclosed the, you know, the count, uh, the corners. Right. That's like the, one, the, like, like the new one up in Detroit. You know, you walk in there, there's restaurants and all because it's a square mm-hmm. and you have floor spacing used. On behalf of Baskin and Phelps, this is a senior correspondent with your sports economic analysis. Thank you. Thank you. you, Senior correspondent Ed coming through. Let me ask you this one, though, real quick. Okay. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Okay, Ed, Ed's right. The concourses are tight and all that stuff, and might might make it tough at halftime. Is that worth spending a billion dollars over to renovate, or should should you spend two and go build a new one? Uh, that's a fair question. Let's ask that when we come back. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Basket of Phelps. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.